Welcome to Flourish, the podcast where I help you embrace the messiness of life. And let's face it, life is pretty messy. My name is Beth, and I am creator of The Ruffled Daisy. After your visits with me here, I hope that you leave empowered and inspired. There are so many areas in your life that you have the power to create beauty amidst all the chaos. I am going to show you how to slow down and do just that. Let's begin. Welcome to the episode today where we are going to talk about growing encouragement. If you listened last week, we talked about courage in our own lives. And now we're going to talk about growing encouragement for other people. Encouragement is something that doesn't seem to need any explaining. Real encouragement looks beyond who you are, though. Being the encourager that we are called to be can be a daunting task when you really look at it. Encouragement is not the cheerleader that we all think of. It's not just the person sitting on the sidelines giving praise and guidance. Courage means to inspire others with hope and confidence. You can't just tell someone that they can do it. You have to make them feel that they can do it. Only then can they see past their limitations and see possibilities. Real courage looks beyond the I, which is the self. You must focus on the outside self. You cannot serve others if you are only focusing on self. In order to grow encouragement, you must first give unexpected affection. As a stay-at-home mom, I am around my kids a lot. How often do you go through your days and the frustrations and mundane tasks just seem to pile into a mountain and you can't believe that you have another load of laundry to do or another pile of dishes in the sink? Have you ever felt this mounting pressure and unexpectedly your child gives you a kiss or a lingering hug? Doesn't that just melt your heart and all of the pressures just seem to float away? Or maybe you really need to get yourself in check and you push them away because you don't have time. That little bit of encouragement from our child shows us that we are not alone. So where can we give affection to others that need it? You must provide words of praise. Tell your spouse, I appreciate you. Or your child, you did great today. Think about what inspires you when other people encourage you and return that encouragement with honor. Then acknowledge people to show their importance in your life. Actions speak louder than words. As a stay-at-home mom, it's easy to be focusing on dinner or other duties when my family walks in the door. How encouraged would people feel instead if I greeted them at the door and asked how their day was rather than shouting a hello from across the house? How would you feel if you were personally greeted like that? Then pray. Prayer changes your heart and attitude towards others. There is no simpler way to say it. If you have been at a low point in your life and someone tells you that they are praying for you, what does that do to you? For me, it encourages me to keep pushing through, that this will pass and there will be brighter days. Then control your tongue. Words are powerful even if they don't affect you. Your words touch and mold the lives around you more than you know. While something you say may seem trivial to you, it doesn't lessen the power to create or destroy for someone else. Matthew 12:36 says, "Let me tell you something. Every one of these careless words is going to come back to haunt you. There will be a time of reckoning. Words are powerful. Take them seriously." 
If you use always or never in your statement, you are treading dangerous ground. You never help me around the house. You always choose other things before me. Be careful what you say to someone. Most often, those words don't encourage. Our tongue is the most offensive weapon that we as Christians possess. Truth, peace, righteousness, and salvation are more than words. Learn to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life, and God's word is an indispensable weapon. How are you using your sword? If you speak positive words, make sure that your body language matches what you are saying. People will notice if what you say does not correspond with how you say it. So how can you be a better encourager? It is a known fact that it takes three weeks to learn a new habit. In order to make that habit a natural part of your day, it takes six weeks. This is not something that can just change overnight. So here is a week-by-week plan to help you on your path to being a better encourager. Grab out your notebooks jot these down. Number one, week one, focus on committing to say nothing but good, positive, uplifting things to people around you. As you begin each week and each day, state each one of these. Week two, continue with positive words and say a prayer of encouragement for a person every day. Week three, continue with positive words prayer, and choose one activity that another person needs for encouragement. Number four, or week four, continue with positive words, prayer, and then add a touch, such as a hug. Week five, continue with the positive words, prayer, and touch, and then support a person in a dream or activity that they have. And then lastly, on week six, Continue positive words, prayer, and touch. Make them a priority. Look at them when they are talking to you. Show them that they have your full undivided attention. There should be nothing that interrupts your focus on them at that moment. So as I only listed six weeks, continue to do these. You don't stop at six weeks. Because the more you do this, the more it will become ingrained into you and become a habit. Being an encourager will allow God to become a greater part of your life. Encouragement is the sister of love. And encouragement leads to a joy of peace. That's it. Thank you for joining me on the Flourish podcast where I help you embrace the messiness of life. I hope you look at the episode notes and follow me on social media and join my mailing list. Until next time, go flourish. Thank you.